0: Hi, I'm here to lodge a complaint. I have just
1: listened to this entire podcast
0: and I will preface this by saying that I have an excellent sense of humor, but not only is your podcast just unfunny, but it is grossly misogynistic and trans-race phobic and
1: it left my children unable to sleep in their own rooms at night. I think you need to stop what you're doing and feel terrible about yourself because you're obviously all terrible people And I am actually a good person, and so I can be a good judge of that. And so if you can please die in a fire and not do this anymore, that would be great. Okay, thanks. I want my buddy back. Bye.
0: Welcome to the Worst Roller Coaster Podcast on the Internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks.
1: I'm Zach, and I'm breaking dry January for this podcast.
0: I'm Ben, and I'm still on week two of wet January. And I'm Luke, and I travel the world riding roller coasters.
1: Hell yeah! We got motherfucking Lukey94 in the house today. How's it going? What's, What's up, Luke? Thank you for coming by.
2: Thanks for having me. What an awesome privilege. (laughs)
1: So, okay, uh, we can find you on YouTube, right? What's your channel?
2: Oh, yes. So uh, if you type in youtube.com forward slash Luke E 94, I'll be the first to come up. However, if you type it in on Instagram, I'll be the second to come up because some damn Aussie stole my username.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, then uh, find him first on YouTube, second on Instagram, Luke E 94. So, uh,
0: welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it should be fun.
1: Yeah, it's a pleasure, Why man. Not, uh, what, it's another
0: we, another off-season podcast, <laughs> since not much has been going on in the industry, but actually, that's not true.
1: We got a couple news stories here, you know, um, <laughs> but before we get into yeah. all that properly, Luke, what are you drinking on tonight?
2: So tonight I've got a banana bread beer. That's right, banana, or as you say it, banana, uh, <laughs> from Eagle Brewery. <laughs>
1: I, I hope I don't add an R on the end of banana. <laughs> I'm really hoping, but I'm like, that's one of those vocal ticks you'll never know if you have.
2: I have been uh, ridiculed from as far as Agawan, Massachusetts to Anaheim, California for the way I pronounce banana. So you just have to get used to it.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, it sounds fine to me. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I, know I mean, I, I
0: think we should have. I think we should uh, adopt, uh, what is it? How does it, is it aluminium? Or I can't even say it the English way.
2: uh, Aluminum. Aluminum, yeah. Yeah. Aluminum, aluminium.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's like, it's just changing the spacing of the little symbols in the dictionary, in the pronunciation key.
0: The problem, though, is like when the English say a word, you have to assume that that is the correct way to say it. And that we were the ones that <laughs> fucked it up.
1: <laughs> well, I mean that's that's uh that's just you know cultural heritage bearing down upon us.
2: <laughs> I must admit your uh, regional dialects are a lot more uh, interesting to listen to. You know, you you travel 5 minutes in any direction and you're listening to a different sound. In England it's just all slang or you know people are too lazy to uh, speak the the regional dialects so,
0: so is it noticeable like when you come to the U.S. can you hear the different uh, dialects between places
2: uh, I mean you know that there's places where it's stronger for example like Boston when you come in for a layover um, I sat there for 13 hours once and uh, yeah didn't understand a word of what people were saying but uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean no no one really can even people from Boston I think <laughs> hmm.
2: So it's, yeah. it's the same over in uh, the UK. If you uh, if you head uh, northerly, so if you cross in, say, from example, uh, down from London up to uh, anywhere up near Liverpool or Manchester, um, and if you dare even go as far as Scotland, you'll be convinced that you're having a stroke halfway up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, how is the uh, the banana bread beer?
2: It's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty beery. Um, as you can tell, I'm more of a cider man myself, but, uh, yeah, it's nice. Gets the job done. You know,
1: <laughs> I got to ask then coming from England, how do you like, are there like any big U S beers you've had that you liked at all? Um, I
2: mean, to be honest, some of the ones I grew up uh, around were very basic. For example, I'd drink like cause light and, uh, Budweiser, um, before Bud light was a big thing. I would drink the original. I guess that's half the calories and twice the fun, so.
1: <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, I mean, I my experience of drinking with anybody from England is limited to a couple trips to Amsterdam. Oh, nice. And those guys all went pretty fucking hard.
2: <laughs> yeah, we seem to do that quite a lot, you know, especially when we're overseas trying to kind of compete, you know.
1: Amsterdam seems like the place uh, British folks go to let loose. It's like British people's Vegas is kind of how I saw it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, I can certainly agree. I haven't been there myself, but I know a lot of people that go there, and uh, it's the go-to hotspot for uh, affordable travel.
1: That's pretty pretty awesome. I wish I could go there more frequently. <laughs> what? So, like, how did you end up uh, here in, in the U.S.?
2: Um, so back in 2018, I uh, I got an email that told me uh, that seven years prior I applied to work at a summer camp, and every year I'd uh, I'd had some lame excuse like oh I probably won't pass the exams or they're not going to you know want to apply or accept my application for the summer camp, and uh, I went with it. I uh, got in touch with the agency, and lo and behold, they said yeah. Uh, come to America for three months and teach kids how to drive go-karts so got on a plane did that and on my days off from driving go-karts I'd go to Six Flags and New England in Massachusetts and ride coasters all day
1: is that like when you locked into coaster enthusiasm enthusiasm and or like were you like a coaster fan before that
2: um, so it actually started when I was much, much younger. Um, I'm going to cast your minds back about 13 years now. Uh, I remember sitting in my office where I ended up working for just over a decade. I, uh, I used to run a flooring company, or it's a carpet business, and I'd sit on the computer on a, on a quiet day and I'd just watch videos non-stop of these POVs and vlogs and all sorts of things. And I finally realised, it. it dawned on me that the only thing that was holding me there was the the job that allowed me to sit there and do that. And I thought, you know, it's time to jump on a plane with an opportunity like this. It does sound too good to be true, but I've got nothing else going on. So off I went.
0: <laughs> yeah. You got to take those opportunities when they're there because they slowly dissolve as you get older. And then you're like, absolutely. Fuck, what did I just do? <laughs>
2: I'm like that all the time anyway. You know, I was actually saying to Zach the other day how um, most people have a lack of experience, so they don't really know what to talk about. Uh, I'm sitting here having rode over 200 coasters in the last six months, and it's just like, yeah, I've got too much to talk about. I don't know where to start.
1: (laughs) Dude, like I told you, man, that's a fucking whirlwind right there.
2: Yeah, someone said they reckon I've got the most new
0: credits. like. In the community, that's yeah.
1: That's got to be some sort of record. I mean, that's straight up killing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like um even even when you hit in the U.S., like East Coast trips, like you know, kind of like what Zach and I used to do. Like it was, you know, you'd hit like seventy maybe on a trip, eighty maybe on a trip, but like to get two hundred, that's pretty good.
2: Yeah, that was in six weeks. I uh, I traveled all the way from uh, Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio across to uh, Agawan, Massachusetts, down to Florida, and up through uh, Georgia, Alabama, and uh, sort of back up to Indiana and round. And that was in—that 29 parks in 22 days, plus Niagara Falls, uh, and a six-hour cave tour in Kentucky. No idea why I did that, but uh, that that was good.
0: Was that Mammoth
1: Cave? Mammoth Cave, yeah.
2: That's the one. I've actually got a video on that, but I wasn't sure if people would be interested in seeing that. Uh, as my travel content seems to kind of flop. I, uh, I recently went to Japan and snowboarded down Mount Fuji and no one gives a damn.
0: <laughs> no, that's amazing. Trust me, dude. I, so yeah, I, so I'm really heavy in a mountain sport. So I, I like to ski and climb and mountain bike and stuff. And that's why I live out. Okay. That's why I live out West. But like, there's not a lot of crossover between mountain sports and coaster people. And it's kind of bums me out because they're like the perfect, the perfect pairing. You know, if you want, like, all-year-round thrill-seeking adventure kind of stuff, like, it's perfect, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, you can always go sort of uh, skiing up in Vermont, and then whilst you're in the area, maybe go over to La Ronde in Quebec, right. if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> okay, I, I don't like mountain sports, but it's because I've lived in a flat place my whole life. But, but in my defense, I do have a longboard that I can ride on flat ground.
2: Nice.
1: <laughs> so, you know, doing it big. Um, shit. Ben, what are you drinking on tonight?
0: Uh, So I did that quick beer run and I got Rainier. So I was surprised it's only it was seven dollars for a six pack. And I think that's the cheapest I've ever seen beer here.
1: Holy fuck, dude. <laughs> 7 cheap. bucks?
0: Wow. But it's it's Rainier. It's Rainier. So it's like, you know, Miller's. Well, I guess if you're going to be Coors/Budweiser kind of
1: Okay, well, I mean, shit. I got PBR. I got a Sixer for 4 bucks.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's cheaper. But that's Illinois. I that's I feel like Midwest is like cheap beer.
1: Well, you know, I live in Chicago, so after tax, it was definitely five, but uh, it's all right. We deal. We deal.
2: <laughs> so. If you want cheaper alcohol, head down to Fun Spot Kissimmee, where you can get refills for two ninety nine.
1: Ooh, hot tip here.
2: <laughs> Coming in huh? hard and fast.
1: I like it. We'll take them. <laughs> buy some cheap beer down at fun spot and we'll pl- we'll plug you fun spot cheap beer we'll always give a plug
0: yeah <laughs> shit don't i think fun spot does like uh what is it it's like nights where it's like don't they do all i thought was it slater telling us about all you can drink beer at fun spot or is that not
1: that i don't, don't remember but it was some crazy thing like, that fun spot would do. but it was
0: like 20 bucks and you get like four beers and a wristband or something i don't know if that's true not but right. i know fun spots trying to pin down that demographic of you know cheap beer and rides
2: oh yeah like a hand in hand
1: <laughs> sure do um and while we're all drinking let's talk about some rides uh normally we just switch off on these news stories so uh luke if you want to do the honors you could take the first one
2: Sure, sounds good. So uh, let's see. So we've got Cedar Point raising the prices of the 2020 gold parts. Now, for those of you that don't know, this did cause controversy not too long ago, um, as obviously introducing to the park were sort of record numbers and, you know, the crowds were getting a bit out of hand. Um, Not too dissimilar from Six Flags Magic Mountain at Uh, new year's if you recall that event Uh, anyway uh, moving back to cedar point here uh, the parks uh, media team have posted that it seems they don't think that pass was the sole reason uh, that that the increased park traffic was coming in but uh, we all know that's just them trying to cover their tracks you know (laughs) no pun intended
1: well like of course, it's Halloween, and you offer a season pass for all of the rest of the year, rest of the next year with parking and everything for a hundred bucks. It
0: was weather too; like it was nice weather, perfect, sunny, sixty degrees, not normal for Halloween weekends. So, yeah, yeah. it's gonna happen. I also so think it's I'm probably economic change. because, um, you know, I think about theme parks back in what two thousand seven, two thousand and eight. More like 2007, where they were slammed. Like, do you remember? um, Like, I remember closing day at Great America in 2007 was like one of the busiest days I've ever seen at Great America. So, and then the economy crashed the next year. So, maybe a key indicator of the economy.
2: (laughs) That's crazy. But I mean, parties like that—they are, you know, a fantastic opportunity to get into the. Uh, Not only the activity of, you know, going around to all of these parks, but the problem is you're going to open up the said opportunities to members of the public that, you know, they bring their friends and they tell their friends. And before you know it, it gets out of hand. But um, I myself personally, this is going to sound incredibly bougie. thats a new word I've picked up lately. uh, I've always gone for the Platinum Pass just because it allows you access to all of the parks. And it's not too much more. Uh, than the gold pass so to be honest uh, i would recommend that because if it's too busy at cedar point drive a few hours southeast and head to king's island
1: hey i'm with that and the platinum pass lets you pay monthly which your boy takes advantage of Hey, absolutely. <laughs> and if you do it right you can hit both those parks in the right succession and have your platinum pass pay for itself on that one trip
2: There you go. And especially if you make your way to uh, from Cedar Point to Kings Island over to Holiday World and Kentucky Kingdom and then back to Kings Island on the way back to Cedar Point. There you go. Sounds like I've already done that multiple times. (laughs) That's because I have.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's a good loop.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of more like an L shape, but, you know. It's uh it depends how you wanna do it. You can hit those parks in any any given order, but usually it makes sense to kind of have some sort of structure. Especially with the park's opening hours as well.
1: Um Are you gonna be at Hollywood night? Per so chance? that is
2: that is my goal. I'm actually trying to get back into the United States for that. Basically I've been here since uh let's see, I was here from June to September and then I came back in November through to February. Uh, so depending on when this uh, video goes live or podcast, I should say goes live. Um, hopefully I'll still be here in sunny old Florida. Otherwise I'll be back in Scotland.
1: Um, so to the 18% of our listeners that are female out there, um, Luke needs to marry someone for a green card. <laughs> okay. I say nowadays yeah.
2: that's, uh, that's even harder than, uh than trying to get a job out here. But uh, I found that the perks of being a tourist seem to outweigh the uh, the fortunates of being a citizen. So um, not only does the accent kind of get me a little bit further because people think I'm polite. Uh, not that they're wrong, but, well, if you've seen me after a day of recording, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, anyone. End of a long day, exhausted. Especially if you're in the middle of like going anywhere for a longer period of time, like a week plus, like a a coaster trip, like a longer one,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: the middle of that shit hits and you're like, all right, I need to go 200 (laughs) miles to get to the hotel.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, one of my worst experiences on the uh, the aforementioned 22-day trip uh, was that morning, I think it was it was the beginning of July, we had gone from, my friend Ross and I, who uh, I travelled with, we'd gone from Niagara Falls to Fantasy Island, utilising my, um, fun, uh, not Fun Spot Pass, it was from uh, Indiana Beach. That pass is good at uh, Fantasy Island, if you don't know. Um, oh, we'd wow. We then gone to sea breeze and then we'd gone to darien lake uh, and stayed there until closing so that the day had been sort of a 6 a.m till 10 p.m kind of ordeal and um after that i'd got food poisoning and we had a seven hour drive to quasi oh shit and, uh,
1: oh my yeah God. we was only at
2: quasi for 20 minutes just to ride wooden warrior before heading to lake compounds in new england that day so that was just basically one of the days, or kind of split over two days, of uh, a twenty-two consecutive day roller coaster tour.
1: Holy shit!
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do you know what the food poisoning was from?
2: Uh, I had some janky ass hot dog. Oh yeah, like it was trash. Or as we say in England, it was bloody rubbish.
1: <laughs> was that in New York? Uh,
2: so this was at Darien Lake.
1: Ah. So, Says a lot, right? <laughs>
2: Six flags
1: <laughs> Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say it from a Chicagoan New York hot dogs are bad Confirmed
0: <laughs> Or take it from a gay man Just yeah, don't eat penis foods that, Or foods that look like penises <laughs> <laughs> Keep the bed life and the, the culinary life separate <laughs> Words to live by
1: All right, uh, hey Ben, you want the next one?
0: Yeah, sure. So Dino's Wonder Wheel Park is planning an expansion. So um, I mean, they've they can, got the they the Wonder Wheel. It. So that's pretty much they're all going to be known for. What else? Don't they have a? They got a they got a kitty credit, right? They've got that wacky worm at the rotating. I think so they
1: did when I was the there. rotating
0: turntable. Uh, wacky worm.
1: Yeah, I think so. They they did when I was there, because I definitely got that credit. Yeah, me. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, shoot. Zamperella opened that park yeah. there, which is operating the Cyclone now, apparently. So maybe it's in better shape.
2: Now, according to this article, it says that, um, it's approximately going to be double the size of the expansion. Am I right in saying that it's the same Coney Island that is home to Thunderbolt and Cyclone? Yes, sir. Fantastic. I must admit um, that the Thunderbolt there was actually a fantastic ride. And dare I say it, I enjoyed that more than Cyclone just for what it was you know having not known what the ride was until i got yeah. there so i was very i mean like
0: impressed. what was the like was it good as it just it had like forces and stuff or like what what did you like about it
2: um there were some serious laterals like you know you get airtime and uh, you know positive and negative g forces respectively but this thing it was trying to rip you out sideways now it was kind of like the restraints were not too dissimilar of uh, of thigh crash or sky rush at Hershey park. But, um, obviously with a few minor changes, but it did this thing where it would staple you in and then you'd still feel like you could fall out sideways at any moment.
0: Nice. That ride looks so weird too. Cause it's three across. Um,
2: yeah, it's, um, it is bizarre. Um, in fact, one of the other things I did recently that wasn't coaster related was I went to a festival called burning man in the Nevada mm-hmm. desert. And that's known to having, you know, art pieces and, you know, kind of very ratchet things, kind of that you can either ride on or experience or even just bear witness to. And this ride felt like it would have belonged right at Burning Man.
0: Nice. Are you? Um, <laughs> so speaking of Burning Man and rides, are you familiar with the uh, the Zipper Carnival ride?
2: Zipper Carnival, right? Is that the one that kind of like it looks sort of like a Ferris wheel, but more like a hot dog? Yeah, ride?
0: and you're, you're in like little janky little cages. And I yeah. know the ones. So at Burning Man, I think it was the first Burning Man ever. Um They actually built this 30-foot roller coaster, which was a giant U, um, and then they reused wow. a zipper car. And so what it, you would do is you'd get, li-
1: <laughs> you'd get lifted
0: vertically in this U-shaped track and then you'd free fall down, wow. go rock back and forth of the U, and then you'd spin like fucking crazy. Um,
2: I'm having PTSD from Time Warp at Canada's Wonderland.
1: <laughs> That's a
0: fucking credit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the, <laughs> I waited an hour and a half for that. Yeah, and the crazy thing about <laughs> what, it too is like some people when they wrote it, the cage would be upside down at the bottom of the U, you know, like the, at the first drop, so it's probably some crazy uh, – crazy negative G's and yeah, it looked awesome. I have no idea. I can't find any information on it. I can't find the video again. Um, I'll have to ask Aaron, our buddy Aaron, because I bet he knows. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, fun fact regarding Burning Man. The actual uh, festival takes place uh, from a quote unquote city. You can see from space, which only exists for 11 days. And that's called uh, black rock city in the Nevada desert. However, the original one actually debuted at Baker beach, in San Francisco right by the Golden Gate Bridge so maybe that might help you pinpoint it geographically okay if that was where it was uh, located
0: it's a good idea interesting
2: <laughs> I learned that on my tours of the world back in two thousand and eighteen.
1: so did you bring an in art installation or did you do anything artistically at the festival um
2: I left a few art installations in the porter potty, nice. but uh, the rest was kind <laughs> of just uh, me experiencing things. And you know, my friend said, "Come with me on this trip. We've got three days to drive from Michigan over to Nevada." So I said, "Screw it! What better way to embrace America rather than just visiting amusement parks by stopping off at national parks as well?" So we checked off Bryce Canyon, at Zion in the same day, I think um
1: and then yeah we headed over to Nevada which is pretty sweet dude that's awesome <laughs> um shit i had a question and then i forgot it cuz i've been doing dry january and now i'm on my second beer <laughs> that's cool
0: so our good a good friend of ours started going about 10 years ago and it's, there's definitely differences in opinions and people thinking it's, you know, it's been ruined and it's like whitewashed and the whole origins of it are gone and all that shit. But I, I guess I haven't been. So I, it's always interesting to hear, you know, people who go in today's sake because it's, I mean, I'm sure it's still a good time.
2: Well, I mean, I met people from all over the world and, you know, it's fantastic because I ended up actually staying with a, fa- a family. In San Jose, fifteen minutes from California's Great America, just because I happened to be out and about one night, and they spotted me, and uh, yeah, we started talking about how we'd both rode El Toro, how we'd both, you know, travelled around and rode coasters, and before you know it, I spent uh, Christmas in Michigan, uh, New Year's in San Francisco slash San Jose. A bit of a blur. I'd had too many uh, drinks to remember. And, uh, yeah, before you know it, I was turning 25 at Six Flags Magic Mountain. All right. So, that, that's all documented all over my YouTube. So anyone listening, you can check that out. YouTube.com slash Lukey94. And, uh, that's right where the Burning Man video is as well. So, although that was from a while ago. So be warned, that was filmed on an iPhone 5S.
1: <laughs> Man, you should take all of your footage and make one documentary.
2: <laughs> How to put off getting a real job. <laughs> The Chronicles of Luke 94 That's basically what I've been doing for the last two years. But you never know. If this picks up, yeah, but, my adventures from I mean all over.
1: If you edited your vlogs the right way, you could have a feature length, dude. That'd be dope. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I could do with an editor on hand. Like, at the moment, my recording schedule is um, – well, for me, the coaster season is just beginning. So uh, if you want to see what I did last summer over the last six months – uh, be prepared to experience videos from Japan, America, Canada. I was there for 12 hours with the Coaster Idiots. Um, and then I came back. And yeah, basically, you know, the, the pitfalls of recording is it takes just as long to edit. But uh, that does mean, whilst you guys have got no parks to attend, you can sit back and uh, relive the summer with me.
1: Yes, watch Luke's video and listen to plenty of roller coaster podcasts.
2: Oh, yes. The inane ramblings of a kooky British man.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Uh, Bush Gardens Tampa filed plans for a possible new ride.
0: Wow. that's The funny thing is every time they announce a new coaster, it's just going to be like not surprising. We're losing track.
2: Well, do you yeah. remember they recently did a thing, I think it was last year, possibly 2018, where they were releasing height marker balloons up by Shikra, and everyone was convinced it would be a multi-launch giga coaster that would utilize the terrain. Um, it sounds more like uh, Bush Gardens Williamsburg had a similar idea, uh, minus the giga aspect, with uh, Pantheon.
1: I mean, I've been hearing things about Uh, Williamsburg too there's some rumors that there's plans for a ride there
2: that park is fantastic it it really is like the budget version of uh, Dollywood you know I would say as well as Silver Dollar City but that park in itself is it's an experience you know Dollywood is fantastic but it's a little bit more relatable to some of these other parks whereas Silver Dollar City you go for the tours uh, the scenery and the food not to be missed so but coming back to bush gardens tampa i do believe they mentioned uh, the possibility of a screaming swing which would be awesome
1: oh yeah that would be that uh that would fit that park really well
2: Absolutely. You'll have to bear with me sometimes, by the way. It might sound like I go off on a tangent, but I'm basically just reliving the past few months of uh, going around. So one minute I'm talking about uh, Carowinds, the next minute I'm talking about Nagashima Sparland. So,
1: (laughs) Dude, no, that's fucking amazing. I mean, that's pretty much how like 05 through 09 was for me.
2: (laughs) That's awesome, man. I mean, like I say, this has been something that I've been doing for almost two years now, and uh, the reception that I've got from people all over the globe is—it's truly humbling, you know—from going on the radio uh, to the entirety of Great Britain to uh, having people in Indonesia message me, you know—it's—it's it's bizarre. You, you don't realize the the severe magnitude of of your reach until people actually start getting in touch. Well,
1: it's uh, I know the coaster. The coaster world is a fun community generally.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah and like it's and the thing too is like as long as you don't get involved with the wrong people, like it's a great time and most people are cool. And then there's just that other percentage of people that just kind of suck.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's the same as any kind of profession, you know, for every 9 good people you meet, there's always going to be one uh, bad egg as they say I'm not sure if that's an american expression but uh, yeah i do like my eggs but i have had some shit ones in my life so
0: <laughs> well have you met uh oh, have you met drink rob- to that
1: have you met rob alvey <laughs> uh
2: so i know that's going to come up later on in the podcast but if you're happy for me to kind of uh, use a fast pass to get to that now absolutely um i'd I do have a little story. Now, it's short and sweet, and it's plugging my most recent video of Nagashima Sparland. Um, when I rode that back in May, where this video takes place, um, I did actually get a rain ride on Hakuge. You know, I was one of the first enthusiasts to kind of ride that in the community, you know, one of the smaller channels. Um, and I got a rain ride. It was awesome, but my GoPro didn't want to record. And it really annoyed me because halfway up the lift hill, uh, the video wasn't recording, but the audio was. Uh, so I got off soon to realise that, you know, what would have been a viral smash hit, according to Rob Alvey and Theme Park Review, uh, yeah, he's now got credit for. So, but uh, as we all know, even if I had submitted the footage to him, he would have co-ownership. So, oh yeah, thanks, Rob.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's definitely for the better that he didn't release your awesome video but <laughs> i mean
2: i mean i can't blame the guy he's got a big audience you know i'm sure he's great he's had a few questionable moments in the media but uh i'm sure if you search back through my uh, repertoire of videos you'll probably find things to catch me oh, out on
0: no yeah. no that's way too humble of you he's an asshole he's a fucking asshole <laughs> he has he has like 20 years of bullshit in an entire industry that he's yeah. fucked over so
2: I remember the Starbucks incident during the recent uh, increment weather as Bush Gardens would call it, uh, the hurricane that was coming into Florida not too long ago. And uh, yeah, that caused a bit of controversy on uh, Twitter. For those of you that don't know, Rob was demanding he wanted a Starbucks and was annoyed that people had evacuated to seek shelter with their families. But, um, there you go. Things we do for a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm going to refer you and our listeners also to our previous two episodes with Don Garrison and Tommy Faircloth for some real good Rob stories.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Make sure you guys are listening, you check out the uh, the back catalog here at Your Coaster Sucks. Uh, you heard it first from me here, Luke E94.
1: Oh, absolutely. Thank you for the plug, man.
2: <laughs> Shameless plug. Pr- or as I call them, oh. pride plugs. <laughs>
1: Those are something different.
2: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag watch my shit. (laughs) Oh yeah, I probably shouldn't call it pride plugs. Yeah, I'll come up with something more.
1: (laughs) Yeah, unless there's going to be a rainbow flag emoji afterwards.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What about hashtag proud plug? Or is that a bit basic? That sounds kind of like the problem in Uh, the US is that proud (laughs) is a very like kind of sketchy word nowadays because it's associated with like proud boys and lots of political movements. So yeah, proud's kind of a touchy word.
2: That's funny you mentioned that. I actually, um, I was telling someone what I do uh, the other day down here in Florida and he was uh, an elderly gentleman, you know, late forties, early fifties, perhaps. And he said that uh, I had offended him by calling him dude. Now I have this thing where I say, Hey dude, Hey buddy, how's it going? You know, just to kind of uh, make sure I don't forget someone's name. And, you know, I had no idea that dude was a derogative word. You know, I still don't know to this day what it means Wait. other than, like, how. Well,
0: you said old man, right?
2: Yeah, well, you know, sort of a bit more kind of mature. Well, like,
0: uh, then you just got to reply with, like, okay, boomer. And then you're good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you guys have any idea what it could have meant that was in- insensitive? You know, as a child, back in school, I heard that it meant camel's
0: foreskin, but <laughs> nah. I don't know if that's yeah, true. Yeah, it,
1: it means that guy is an asshole. Yeah, pretty much. Really? Yeah. Huh.
0: It's not, it's not derogatory. Like, you're good.
1: <laughs> no, like saying, hey, dude, is the same as saying, what's up?
2: Oh, so it's kind of like a colloquial term, like just like meant to be informative.
1: Yeah, yeah like the only context I could see you legitimately getting in trouble with now is um, somebody who identifies not as a dude uh, that yes, you mistake I for a dude. That's the only context I would say, okay, maybe. But if you don't know, then, you know, as long as you're good going forward. But if someone's, if someone's just like, Oh, you called me dude? Then they're just a dick.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's something that it's it's good to raise awareness of, but um, the way I was, you know, it was explained to me. It, I did feel bad. You know, I almost felt ashamed because you know it's when you're in a position of kind of authority, if you will, in a position where people look up to you, you almost become too scared to say anything. And especially like now on a podcast, it's important to remember uh, not only the audience that you're engaging with, but like you say, it's important to be yourself. But that's kind of like a juxtaposition, because to be yourself, you have to kind of speak no holds barred whilst remembering where you are, you know.
1: Well, I mean, it's fair to be no holds barred and be yourself as long as you're being, you know, respectful of others in general
2: yeah absolutely i agree
1: (laughs) but you know this is this is getting really (laughs) broad-ranging conversation (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) so uh next one's on you man
2: Okay, let's have a look-see. So, uh, according to the list here, we have word that the Holy Land Experience in Orlando will be ending all their theatrical programs. Shout out to anyone who's actually been to the Holy Land Experience.
0: Can't say I have myself. That sounds terrifying.
1: (laughs) I remember they went there in that Bill Maher movie, Religious.
0: Oh, Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Shit. And, like, the guy that played Jesus actually fucking silenced Bill Maher. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. And I'm not even Christian. It was just great that somebody was like, oh, no, see this? And he was like, uh.
2: (laughs) So you know what they needed that would have saved them out of all of this uh, crippling debt? They should have got the first RMC T-Rex, where at the top of the lift hill... Um, they get to take you up to like Mount Olympus or some kind of holy monument, you know, cause everyone has been dying for an RMC T-Rex.
1: <laughs> well, shoot, they didn't even have to go too far with it. They would just call it the Cross Rex or something.
2: <laughs> well, I did have an idea actually. Um, I recently posted this on the way back from, uh, I went to Kennywood back in September and the family I went with were uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. Now, I myself, you know, I'm open to hanging out with anyone, and I always say, that's fine, be what you want, who you want, whatever. That's perfect. I love that. As long as you don't push off your beliefs on me. But that being said, I just, in passing, made a little remark. I said, uh, what would be really cool is if there was a park for Jehovah's Witnesses, and they had a ride called a Jehovah Coaster. Just because I thought it sounds like it rolls off the tongue. You know, like, and it didn't go down well. But there you go. That's
0: really good, though. That's yeah.
2: Let me know what you think in the comments below.
0: Right. <laughs> that was Let's awesome. Should go to, to, go to uh, Shark Tank and pitch that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah,
1: man. there's there's the T Rex, <laughs> the Java <Delta> coaster,
2: <laughs> and then you can say I would show you pictures, but nobody's seen what it looks like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're just going to go door to door telling people about the Jehovah <laughs> but there
2: you go so i'm sorry if that was on the nose anyone uh, if you are uh, jehovah's witness then fantastic awesome uh, the people that i've met were fantastic and i actually stayed with them for well over a month and a half so uh, shout out to my host family
1: well that's cool yeah <laughs> I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really trash anybody too bad. Shit, how bad (laughs) did we get Mormons when Don was on, huh? Oh yeah, that was
0: good. But I mean they're Mormons. It's like (laughs) Now if you
2: boys want a really controversial topic, if you want a really good podcast, you should make your favorite religion sucks. Can you imagine? Wow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit, okay. Well, (laughs) And today we're joined by the Pope.
2: Uh, Which one are you?
1: (laughs) I think you have just uh, won the award for best soundbite (laughs) on this show ever. (laughs) Uh, Somebody please isolate that and send it to us.
2: (laughs) That's going to come back to bite me in the butt. (laughs)
1: Hmm. (laughs) Just wait till we have our new intro with all the sound bites in it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go. You heard it first here, folks. But uh, I do like to keep my content family friendly. But what with uh, this new copper scheme that's uh, taken place over on YouTube, uh, whether it affects podcasts yet or not, I don't know. But uh, I always say my content isn't for children, but people of all ages, ethnicities, religions, uh, and orientations it's all for you. So, uh, yeah, welcome, welcome and, uh, enjoy.
1: Yeah. That whole YouTube thing is really fucked up.
2: It's pretty crazy, but, uh, I'm at that sort of point where it's kind of the perpetual grind and, you know, the more work you put in the, you know, the more return on investment you'll gain. Cause at this point, you know, I'm kind of putting money into it. Um, just cause I love doing it. You know, everyone I've met so far has been awesome. And, you know, you get opportunities like to meet guys like yourselves and it's great, you know, all for the shared passion of uh, amusement parks.
1: Yeah, because we're all nerds.
2: <laughs> I have been called that quite a lot.
1: Uh, that's that's that is why we are all here on a podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um. Hey, Ben, next one's on you, man.
0: Oh, shit. I i this makes me a little nervous. All right. So, uh, SeaWorld is suing former park president of SeaWorld San Antonio for jumping ship to Dollywood. I didn't know that companies could do this and this is now making me question my career move. Um, but
2: (laughs) I mean, some would say it's like a a positive step, you know, going from SeaWorld to Dollywood because there's that, that, air of sophistication you know to go to Dollywood you've got to have all of this money and you know you really get an experience yeah, you but be- at the same time I see it as a lateral move because nowadays Seaworld you know those kind of parks they are bringing in some world-class
1: coasters. Mm-hmm. Ben we can talk off Mike about
0: oh yeah that. I was going to talk about um, that
1: on here but yeah 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 we can talk off Mike about that but anyway um yeah I'm I'm like I think I, I don't know if that's a lateral move, but I also think that that's really indicative of where SeaWorld is at as a company oh, currently. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, I, I really
0: don't blame anybody for, you know, you don't owe the company you work for shit. Doesn't matter if you're president or not. I, I believe that you should be free to jump whenever the hell you want. And I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, they could have left on positive terms, you know, to coin, coin it as jumping ship it almost implies that seaworld was kind of going down right, right. but uh i think a lot of moves nowadays in the industry it's kind of like you know these parks they're in hot water and troubled times and it really shows on your loyalty if you're going to stick it out or if you do as they say jump ship mm-hmm. but, but, um, yeah. when you're given an opportunity to to do that I, I say embrace it if if the terms are right and you leave on good terms and what's
0: not well know? not to mention like i mean the amusement industry is super small so you know mm-hmm. moving parks like isn't even probably even that big of a move and i don't know like it's not like i can't imagine these companies paying that much initially so if like you're getting you know if you're sti- like if you're sticking yeah. with SeaWorld and you're not un- un- unhappy because they were going down and Dollywood's like yeah we'll give you a raise and You can come with us, have a stable job. Like, why not?
2: Absolutely. I mean, you know, to go from one kind of legendary park, if you will, to another is fantastic. You know, what with uh, slightly off topic, but relative here was the McDonald's scandal about one of the CEOs. You know, he was told that he couldn't, uh, work for another rival company for over a year because of insider secrets. So whether that's the controversy that's kind of got him in trouble or not is debatable, but, but yeah. Um, and a
0: lot of times what they do is they assess like, um, you know, like what value your insider secrets have to a different company. I can't imagine that SeaWorld has that many like industry secrets that they're trying to keep from a park like Dollywood. Cause they're not even in the same league. They're not in the same industry or in the really? same territory. Well, maybe yeah. I don't know. I guess it's, that could be debatable. But I mean, I don't think there's many secrets at SeaWorld besides the ones exposed exposed by Blackfish.
1: <laughs> How to <laughs> capture whales? Yeah.
0: The, the only secret
2: I know of. <laughs> right. The only secret that I know of at SeaWorld is, uh, well, at the Orlando Resort is uh, Icebreaker because you can't see anything of that ride with those current fences up unless you find a good angle or you know unless you've got a super telephoto lens you know so mad respect to how they've crammed that ride in but at the moment it's uh it's a bit of an eyesore so uh, give it a few months and uh, come ride it for yourselves
1: Uh, i mean like it looks like it might be fun based off of those animations but
2: Yeah, kind of like a uh, more sort of family-friendly version of uh, Pantheon, I suppose. You know, it looks good. I'm sure it'll pack a punch. But uh, I really think they would have been better off announcing that last year, just to kind of, you know, test the waters and see how people responded to it. Because Pantheon's coming in strong here. Uh, I don't know how many times I'm going to plug that ride, but it's the fastest multi-launch coaster in the world. So... Um let's see how Isn't much there, uh, ice that breaks.
1: Wasn't there some controversy about that? There's like one in Asia that technically launches faster or something.
2: That wouldn't surprise me. I mean we've seen it in the past with Copperhead Strike having the uh the first supposed launch on a hill where in fact there was actually an aqua coaster somewhere, uh insert geographical location here, wherever that was. Um and yeah, basically, you know, they had actually had it. And then the same thing happened with uh, Magic Mountain with west coast racers there was actually another coaster that had multiple launches as well
1: i'm trying to go to rcdb now
2: (laughs) (laughs) the amount of uh, information i've learned about all of these coasters and facts and where all of the commercials had got these statistics wrong is is mind-boggling you know one of the road trips coming uh, from to another park uh, when i was with my friend ross we were watching uh, the announcement of all the Six Flags rides coming in 2019. And uh, I remember it was just there were so many things that were wrong. You know, it might have been 2018, actually.
0: Well, like the, but, the fuck uh, thing about uh about the whole industry like that is I'm pretty sure that parks will get away with claiming records because there's there's like no legally binding thing out there that says that parks can't lie about their records really like you know what I'm saying so if you if you say you have the fastest x kind of roller coaster and one exists in China unless the park in China is going to sue your park in the US (laughs) like which isn't gonna happen (laughs) you know what I'm saying you're just you're gonna get away with it I'm sure there's people in the marketing team that are like oh well it's technically not the fastest but that's in China and they're not gonna sue us so let's just get away with it
2: yeah I mean it's. It's usually relative to the target audience. For example, uh, over 50% of my demographic is the United States. So it would be more effective for me to say, if I was in a similar position, oh, it's the fastest coaster in North America, uh, which is, I believe, the move they decided to make with max force, You know, the fastest acceleration. But that is predominantly because there are coasters out there in the world faster, such as Dododompa. But... um, you know, it's, it's got to that point now where by saying something's the X fastest or, you know, tallest in the world, it's just it's meaningless. You know, insert joke about pendulum swings at six flags.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like
2: they're all the, they're all the tallest, but they're all the same.
1: <laughs> well, it's also kind of like how I view counting coasters at a certain point. It's like it's not a who's dick is bigger contest.
0: That's the other contest. Time.
2: It's whose Batman clone is the least shit. <laughs> All
1: right, um, I guess I'm up. Sure. S- Am I? Wait. No. <laughs> Wait, Steve.
2: Uh, I I would say if you want to if you want to take lead on this one because Arnold Park is not a park. I oh, shit! To, if you can believe that. One of the, Arnold's in the Park US, is
0: pretty it. Interesting. It's just in Iowa. It's like in the middle of nowhere in Iowa. It's fun though.
1: Okay, so you're the only one that's been there, right, then. So right. State Pier at Arnold's Park is gonna receive big changes. I have no idea, but what Okay, what
0: you, so um what do you predict? Uh, man? Excuse me. Um so awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so, so
0: that, that's it. Wow. That's that's all they're getting <laughs> for next year. Um no, so they're getting um, Arnold's Park, which is in, uh, fuck, what's the name of it? It's like Lake Okeechobee, Iowa. It's got a really weird Indian name, um, or sorry, Native American name. Um, so the that park is like one of those parks that was on. Uh, did you ever see that PBS show from the 90s where it showed all the historical parks? Probably okay. So they, they have the like they have an original um fun house, like a crooked house where all the walls and shit are sideways and the floors are sideways on an angle.
2: Basically, any <laughs> house in Great Britain,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let's let's so they're um, oh, there's a paywall. <laughs> so, <laughs> So you know what? You know what? It's not
2: That's why I didn't take yeah. it. Yeah, it says it says subscribe to read more. But guys, um if you're interested, um I just scrolled down a little bit further on this article and there's an article that says this is probably the cutest dog
0: breed in the world.
2: Can we talk about
1: more that? <laughs> <yeah>. Ribbing.
0: <laughs> no, but Arnold's Park, they have uh they have a roller coaster there called it's got it's called The Legend. But um it's really old. Like I wanna say it's from the twenties. And they just did a giant refurb on it. Um, I believe it was this past season. So that's oh, kind of awesome. cool.
2: Wow. And then did they relocate it to Holiday World in Indiana?
0: <laughs> oh, I can't spell legend. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Holy shit. They rebuilt like half of the roller coaster. I'm looking at it on RCDB right now, and it's like a lot of it's got brand new wood. That's actually really cool. So it's a fun it's a fun ride. It's got like three or four um ejector moments so
2: all
1: right right on
0: wow
2: speaking of uh of rebuilds if you guys want another fun fact coming at you live from a lukey 94 um, check out the uh changes they made to rattler at six flags fiesta texas in 1998 it will shock you the way that that track wobbled oh yeah like hundreds of feet above the, the ground in the quarry there my goodness absolutely crazy oh yeah
1: yeah a, a friend tangent, of ours but... had a video <laughs> a friend of ours had a video where the entire helix was doing it <laughs>
2: it's absolutely insane but i must say uh, the conversion of that uh, i'll get onto that later when we come to it is fantastic
1: i haven't been on it yet but it looks good i'm just trying to
2: make up for the fact that it said we had to subscribe to that article so i don't really know anything about arnold
0: park um, so I'll talk about a park I do know. About. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, the roller coaster was built in 1930, so that's holy what I shit. That's figure out. old so, as fuck. So that
2: le- that uh, legend there will be coming up to a kind of jackrabbit status, you know, being almost a hundred years old, right?
1: Yeah,
0: it was a it's a John Miller coaster too. So I'm more of a John Mayer man.
1: <laughs> Interesting, <laughs> John Miller original, huh? What kind of trains does it run?
0: Um, Six-seater PTCs with buzz bars. Oh
1: snap!
0: And and just buzz bars. So yeah, there's there's airtime. All there's probably good, like four or five good airtime moments. Um, Yeah, it's good. I liked it. It, it, It's just it's in Iowa, and you gotta make a trip out of it. So
2: wow, buzz bars. Hey, parentheses. Chuckles in Phoenix.
1: All right. Hey, um, so Luke, do you want to take this next one down instead or do you want to go with the Knoebels one?
2: So uh, I'm more than happy to actually double up if you're interested because the next part is actually from my home country. Uh, But before we get on to Alton Towers, uh, let's talk about Knoebels adding the new ride for 2020. Uh, So I have actually had the pleasure of going to Knoebels twice or three times over the last 12 months. And I got to experience, you know, rides such as Twister and uh, Phoenix and even, is it Black Diamond Mine Company, the other ride they've got there? Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I even got to experience that. And uh, that was a good one. I enjoyed that. Um, Similar to Fire in the Hole at Silver Dollar City. You know, it's it's a nice attraction that will take you by surprise. But uh, coming back to the article at hand, they've announced a new ride called Tornado, and it looks to be similar to Sledgehammer at Canada's Wonderland, but instead of flipping you upside down in these kind of time-traveller-esque pods, it sort of sprouts you out at a 15-degree angle and spins you around. So that's pretty cool. Um, If you're looking for a similar experience, head down to SeaWorld Orlando and head to Sesame Place, as they've got a taller version but it comes at the cost of not swinging you outward. And uh, I forget what it's called, but it's quite a good ride, especially considering as it's in a kiddie area.
1: It also said they were removing their 1001 knocks ride.
0: Oh, man.
2: That's right. Um, I'm interested to know why they've gone with a German name for that ride. Um, Ein, Ein Tausend and Ein uh, Nacht. Presumably, that's what they're going for. Either that or someone can't spell night. Um,
0: I, have soon, to, I have to. I have to say it real quick. Is the ride going to follow the woman? Divorce? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So a woman is like married to that ride. Oh,
2: oh my goodness, guys! I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen yeah. that episode. Uh, there was a Man, video she, made on that, and, uh, and didn't she? She like, she oh like yeah.
0: She made out with the like the chassis, and she like finger banged herself with the grease and stuff. Now,
2: am am I right in saying that? I'm not sure if I can plug another channel here, but for those of you that remember uh, H3H3 Productions, he actually did a video on that. Uh, I think it was called Woman in Love with a Fairground Ride. Wow, I never knew that was the ride. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's insane. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if they donated it to her or there was some kind of clause where, because she loved it so much... That yeah, she got a green card and married the thing. I don't know. <laughs> it's, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, like I of all people can't shame anybody sexually, but like I there's there's always the line,
1: <laughs>
0: and I I don't have a, a backbone, and yeah, that's just a whole nother thing.
2: I mean, I think it's it's great that people are able to express themselves and, you know, it goes without saying, you know, it's, it's great that people feel nowadays in such a day and age where you have to be careful of what you say, that they're right, willing right. to accept the consequences that may come with hearing some people's opinions um, regarding the situation. But, I mean, the park well, aren't necessarily obligated to to keep that ride in just because one person is, well, loves the ride. Right,
0: right. I, I mean, I'm genuinely concerned about health because I know for a fact that the grease that they use um, on, like, the bearings and stuff on those rides are really carcinogenic.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: in one of the video clips, she was going to town on the uh, you know what I mean? On those mechanics and, like, there's grease on her face. We and- need to
1: stop. We yeah. need to move on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I think they should do a follow-up video and check on her health because that shit's <laughs> carcinogenic as
2: fuck. I really right. This is this would make my day is if she said, Stop, stop, you can't get rid of the ride, I'm pregnant. <laughs> but I can see it now. <laughs> Explain that one.
0: But like what did she give birth to? Like, is there just gonna be like said... Oh, is it like a <laughs> my water my water broke and it's like a bolt? Like <laughs> It's like no you it's like it's like no you asshole, you're just stealing shit off the ride. It's been so they've been in your vagina for nine months. That's, that's why you babies should always work.
2: buckle up when you ride. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't wear your seatbelt on rides.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. Imagine just her like in a semi, like stealing the ride trailer. <laughs> like, I mean I assume I assume even when the ride's all packed up on trailer, she probably is into it unless she likes the fat like the phallic like, height of the ride or the yeah, counterweight. That's a good point actually yeah, well, I, yeah mean, I wonder what she was really into like because the counterweights the counterweight you know I, I mean I get a little flushed myself when I look at it. Can you
1: imagine it, can you imagine, imagine the episode of Jerry Springer? <laughs> oh
0: yeah they wow. have to do the episode in like a warehouse just for that one day <laughs> That's crazy. But
2: you know, it just goes to show the the broad spectrum of possibilities out there. You know, whether it's to do with your orientation or aspiration, you know, you, you can literally do anything. And when I say do anything, I literally mean do anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
2: preach it, uh lady, whatever your name is. Unfortunately I don't have though, her name on hand, but uh
0: it's probably the thing the though it's weird is like I don't think she rode the ride. In the at least, not in the video.
2: Oh, she rode the ride.
0: Well, right. <laughs> she got her own, she's got her own credit system for rides, but like I'm saying, like, I don't think she actually wrote it in the video. And I wonder if that's part of it or. I don't know. A- mm.
2: I mean, is it perhaps sort of more like a fascination like where, you know, they say about Stockholm syndrome where people fall in love with their captors. Perhaps she just had yeah. like a, an amazing experience with this ride and she's stuck in that mindset, you know, perhaps to suppress PTSD or some other aspect of her life. You know, th- these are the things Amen. that the media don't really kind of delve into. Oh, my
1: God, we have to move right. on or I'm going to make a joke. Jesus. Okay. All right. All right. So imagine she's standing there on the exit ramp, smoking a cigarette, and somebody walks off the ride, and they're like talking to their friend, and they're like, "Man, I love that ride," and she's like, "Shut up."
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she likes it. Maybe she likes being cucked. You know, I'm not going to kink shame.
0: Or I just imagine her going berserk and like she she like kills she kills like an 11 year old kid. Because the eleven-year-old kid's like, "I love that ride," and then she just goes fucking nuts and like, <laughs> oh
1: God. "Holy shit!"
0: That was on. She's wow, She's she's
2: heard you. She's she's tracked your GPS down and she's come to get you.
0: Did
1: you only hear that? <laughs> that was
0: on cue, dude. <laughs> um, my microphone fell into the sink. <laughs> wow, is it all right? I don't know. Does it sound fun? It
1: sounds all right. Talk into it more.
0: Okay. It, it fell into a sink with like six inches of water oh, or 11 God. centimeters or whatever. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> oh, so. this is the best episode ever.
0: Hold on a second. I got to clean my mic. <laughs> all, all right. I don't,
1: should I like
2: the- a- Speaking of six inches of water, uh, let's move on before we're six feet under um, to the next topic of conversation. I don't know if you're going to keep that in or not, but for those uh, wondering what just happened, if there was a big pause, uh, Ben just dropped his microphone in some water. So uh, (laughs) yeah, exciting times here over at your coaster sucks.
0: I definitely think we got that. (laughs) I definitely definitely recorded. (laughs) Oh man, I feel bad for my blue microphone. It's like...
2: Speaking of a shit ton of of water, uh, over the pond here in uh, the UK, uh, Alton Towers is opening Gangster Granny, the new ride for 2020. Uh, Now, my opinions on this ride are a little divided. You know, I think it's fantastic that they're expanding on the area for the sake of, you know, their uh, demographic of being family oriented. But at the same time, when you're going up against some of these. Monoliths around the world, you know, be it Orion at King's Island or Iron Guazi at Bush Gardens Tampa. You know, having a dark ride that smells of cabbage really doesn't cut it.
0: I mean, wait a minute, is there a dark ride that smells like cabbage?
2: So um, it's believed that the ride is actually going to feature, um, because it's like an experience, it's got uh, scent pods and, you know, all kinds of other things to stimulate your mind whilst you're experiencing the ride. But I really feel that if there wasn't already, you know, a narrative and a fan base and this uh, concept wasn't already backed by countless, you know, authors and people that were into books, I really don't think it would stand a chance. You know, people hear gangster granny and it would be laughed off. It would be dismissed immediately. But uh, David Williams in association with the park um, have sort of teamed up to bring it to life, which is fantastic. You know, it's it's great to see that kind of interaction. But at the same time, it, it just makes me laugh. You know, if you pass that off to any other park in the world, I really don't think that anyone would take on a ride like that.
0: I mean, I think it's I think it's smart marketing because, um, I don't know, this generation is all about ironic shit.
1: Yeah, I, so, yeah like- I'd never heard of Gangster Granny and... Honestly, I don't care because that sounds amazing. Regardless,
0: <laughs> so Gangster Granny, at least from what I understand, there's a there's like a YouTube channel or an Instagram, like it's it's a social media thing where this guy and his grandma make videos. Um, huh. At least I don't know if it's the same thing, but at least I think it. I think it's in the U.S. though. So it's well, uh,
2: Gangster like, Granny back in the U.K. Uh, is based on. I think it's a novel or a series that's uh, been adapted in the past and now has sort of reached this pivotal state or this pivotal status uh, to the point where it's going to be addressed to a larger audience. And I think that comes with pros and cons. You know, people might say, oh, you know, I wish I heard about this sooner. But then you get people on the other side of the fence that wish they'd never heard of it at all. And uh, I I do think it's going to be good for the park because you've kind of got to go – with you know with your audience and what the people want but at the same time you know they do say that enthusiasts make up like one percent of the community so we're just gonna have to see how this one pans out I think
1: well if it's that big of a known brand to make them want to do a ride like that like you were saying then like I'm sure it'll be a hit with families because isn't it a part of a whole bigger family land around the same like author or whatever?
2: That's right. So basically it's uh, themed to uh, one of the many areas of the park and I think basically what they're doing is they tend to kind of oversaturate these new concepts. For example, they'll add uh, new themed rooms to the hotels that kind of coincide with the attraction and you know, it's it's great that it is that immersive, but you know, my next question I'm going to I'm going to face to you in the form of a transition into our next segment. Um, basically, is it better to uh, incorporate attractions like this and actually deliver on your promise as opposed to parks like Six Flags with all of these upcoming projects that are doomed to fail? You know, what with the announcement of Falcon's flight in Saudi Arabia, but more exclusively the uh, the china projects that have uh, recently come up in the news
1: i mean i don't know what they were doing dipping their toe into the international market when they barely you know i think it's important to, domestically
2: yeah it's why change up a good recipe you know you might discover something amazing but if it all goes down the pan are people going to come back to what was once this this business's former glory? You know, what with Six Flags and although their memberships are cheap and affordable, does that necessarily reflect with the uh, park's reputation at the moment? You know, are people going to Disney? Are they going to Cedar Point? Are they going to Six Flags? You know, that's why I, I do quickly coming back to Gra- Gangster Granny. I do feel like it is going to be a good move. As much as I hate the idea of the ride, I think it's a sensible move.
1: I mean, they gotta. All parks have to cater to whatever market they can appeal to. Absolutely.
2: And uh, that being said, I actually call Alton Towers prototype park because it had the 1st BNM dive coaster in 1998, known as Oblivion, uh, the first B&M flyer, the only one I know of that doesn't feature a pretzel loop, known as Air, which was then. Uh, renounced as galactica with vr support uh, though that's no longer there actually similar to kraken vr they got rid of that um but yeah i mean all of these rides i'm listing off now these are rides that were bold chances you know experimental uh, rides that would never seen the light of day before so hopefully six flags can uh, redeem themselves and actually bring these parks to life because they very could pave the way for the future.
1: <laughs> it's funny you should mention that because Six Flags at Great America, you know, my home park and Ben's former home park, they were like the other contributor to B&M because they had the first B&M, Iron Wolf, and the first inverted coaster, Batman the Ride. Wow. So like...
2: I think I'd heard that about the Batman ride there being the original. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, having done them all, you know, there's
0: a few proto- other fr- prototypes, right? Like, um, wasn't wait? You said okay. So obviously, Batman the ride, Iron Wolf, Raging Bull, technically was a prototype, right?
2: That was the first of its kind, I believe, with uh, with like the staggered drop.
1: If no, I think Apollo's chariot opened first.
2: Oh. Oh yes. Was that 1999?
1: Yeah. yeah, they opened the same year, but I think Apollo's Chariot, of course, because Six Flags Apollo's Chariot opened first.
0: Okay, and then X Flight was. We all, remember, we all remember opening day. No, X Flight <laughs> wasn't first either.
1: No, that the first one was in Italy. Yeah. First B&M wind coaster.
2: Well uh, the uh, Goliath at Six Flags Great America, am I right in saying that was the first RMC that utilized Topper Track?
1: Nope, that was uh Outlaw Run at Silver Dollar City.
2: Wow. I'm sure there was something about Goliath that was uh that was memorable because I remember seeing it and it was like all curved wood.
1: Well they had the first like was, stall. Oh, that might be what it and was, it's like, yeah. And that stalls, Either way, that it's, stall's like a feature a part of that ride. ride
0: and it's like 80% steel. So
1: yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that. Um yeah, but Six Flags stock took a huge dive. Uh, to the point where I'm like, would it be worth it to buy some right now?
2: Well, I'm tempted to tell them the uh the $80 refund I've been waiting for for over a year now can go into their stocks. Like, that would be no problem. They could just put it right in, and uh, I'd happily sit on that. Basically, when I was at Discovery Kingdom, they mis-sold me a dining pass, promising that it would work all their parks. And lo and behold, it didn't. But uh, the only reason I know that is because I've visited every single Six Flags park except for Great Escape and St. Louis in the last 12 months.
0: Man, they're... Including La Ronde. Man, like using <laughs> like the whole dining pass and food... Um, thing with parks just sounds like a a nightmare. I, like I, I it's, there's and always, news. there's only been negative news about food at parks. It seems like,
2: and I mean when when you compare it to offers such as at SeaWorld and bush Gardens here in Orlando, where you can get a meal every hour and a half. You know that's fantastic. You're almost spoiled for choice. Whereas these meal plans that are kind of incorporated with Six Flags, it's very hit or miss because people that maybe go to the parks once every six months on average, they might go to a park and say, "Well, look, I've got a free meal. What can I get?" And it's more, more along the lines of what's available, you know, because things sell out and you've got limited choices. But either way, you know, I still recoup my losses. You know, by going to all these parks, it's now only costs me $4 a month to go to Six Flags when I tried to cancel and they wouldn't let me, so (laughs) there you go. Kick up a stink, my friends, and you can get into any Six Flags park and uh, contribute to their uh, tanking stocks.
1: I'm hoping that'll still be an option come September.
2: Fingers crossed. Who knows, my friends, but uh, in the meantime, in case disaster does uh, strike, go out and uh, ride a coaster for me.
1: Indeed, indeed. Um well you should. You're in Orlando. I'm in fucking Chicago. It's cold as shit right now. <laughs> That's not really too bad today. Uh,
2: the Windy City. I remember it fondly from the once I was there.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty dope city.
2: I actually remember the first time I went to Great America. I do have footage of it, but that day we were chasing sunlight. It was in December of 2018. And uh, we'd left about eight in the morning from Michigan. And we drove just under the uh, the lakes there. And for about five minutes, it was just pure snow. And then it was sunny again. And then when we'd come round uh, un- from under the lakes and up and towards Illinois, um, you know, I remember getting there and it was dark. We'd left in the morning and we'd got there in the evening. So I had about two hours to get all the rides <laughs> in. And uh, I did a fair chunk, but I came back in the summer and finished off the uh, the credits.
1: Yeah, I don't think they have much open during Holiday in the Park,
2: right? Yeah, it's a bit of a tough one because, you know, if you're going all that way, for someone that doesn't live in the area, you ideally want to get as many of the credits in as possible.
1: Well, yeah, of um, course.
2: It's kind of a toss-up. So either you go when the crowds go and get the credits or you go at winter at the risk of not having all the rides accessible.
1: It gets pretty crowded during that event too. Yeah, it's I
0: when I was there Yeah, I this December gone. when I went, it was the day after Christmas, and every roller coaster had about an hour and a half wait. Um but it was also like wow. really slow operations. Um so V two took me like an hour and it was a five train wait. Um That's so crazy. But it was like, yeah, V two, Batman, Raging Bull. Hang whatever. Hangover. Dark Knight. I think that was it. Exploit maybe? <clears throat>
2: huh. Yeah, I think it's it's luck of the draw with that part, to be honest. You know, I, I love the park myself and I have been looking to release a video on it as I hear it's uh it's quite sought after. You know, I've got all the footage, whether I got enough I don't know, but um, it is a park you have to experience on a good day. Because when I went back in the summer, I was fortunate enough to go with uh, another coaster enthusiasts group known as Thrill Max. Um, so just a quick little spot for them. Uh, I met up with uh, one of their members called Sam, and it was his 25th birthday. And as a result, I made sure we got on all the rides together, and uh, it was good. But without those fast passes, it wouldn't have been achievable. So. Go when the crowds go and hope for the best or wait until it sort of dies down, either spring or fall time, and uh, check it out for yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to picture going there as someone who needs all the credits, and I think probably your assessment is spot on.
2: I mean, they're they're double digits, right? I'm sure I remembered counting at least 15 coasters or something absurd. Yeah,
1: it's it's a bunch. So, yeah, I mean, because... Shit for Ben and I, that's I mean, it's still my home park. And Ben, how many years is that your home park? Forever
0: until like 2015.
1: Right, yeah.
0: So,
2: are they still only running one of the trains on the uh, is it the American Scream Machine or is it American Eagle? American Eagle,
1: Eagle, and I think they only can dispatch one at a time, but I've seen them run both at the same time.
2: I think I need to get one of the credits. I I only rode one of them when I was there, but uh, which one? That brings me on to a quick a quick segue. Uh, I think it was the blue train I got. Oh, on.
1: Oh man, the red side's the better one. So
2: yeah, that's that's what I'd heard. But I was going to say, do you consider that if one ride is notoriously better, or one side I should say is better, uh, is that considered a separate credit, or do you consider them different credits anyway? Even if it's a mirrored layout, but if one
1: is yeah, better, different. they're different credits. How do you fare? Uh, yeah, I
2: would agree. I mean, like I say even if it's a mirrored layout, one goes left, one goes right. That's yeah, a different sensation.
1: Well, it doesn't matter because it could stand yeah. on its own.
0: Yeah, it's different, different tracks, Absolutely. different credit. Um, I mean, it's it's you know it's interesting because I I've met people who don't count racing coasters as separate credits, and it's like I I don't understand that mentality because it's like it's two separate tracks.
2: Well, uh, on a similar note, they may not be side-by-side, but I must admit I've rode mirrored versions of the Batman clones. Uh, For example, two stand out to me, and they were both notoriously more forceful. I don't know if that's just something psychosomatic. Maybe I'm just imagining it, but I rode Vampire at La Ronde, and I also rode Goliath at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, both being mirrored variants, and they were fantastic. Yeah, I think Batman
0: The Ride clones can – they vary a lot, even though they're the same. Like, because um, some have some run with eight train or eight cars. I think some only run with six cars, and then, um, you know, huh. it's like wheel combinations, temperature, humidity. That they, they vary. You know, they can vary quite a bit. Absolutely. Um,
1: I really like the one at yeah, Saint Louis. Yeah, that's another
0: mirrored one. That's good. Yeah, I. I I mean, I had a really great ride on one. Batman at Great America um, in December. And so it seemed. And it's weird because the B&M seem to run way faster in the wintertime than they do in the summer. And I think it's because of the wheel. Because it's like the wheel combination I'll they use that. is different. Um, and then they have like...
2: That's why I think... I think people's opinions on Nitro as a and m Hyper will drastically vary during okay, the Polar yeah. Coaster Challenge. You know, that ride is, it, it slips, it ebbs and flows from sort of being everyone's favorite B&M Hyper to, yeah,
0: yeah. you know, kind of falling down I, a few I think places. that some of the worst rides I've had on B&M Hypers were in the summertime, like on a really hot summer day. Um, yep. And then you ride them in fall and they run great, so, or winter, yeah.
2: I had an interesting
0: experience on a
2: Intimidator or intimidator at Carowinds where uh, someone recognized me. He said the night before he'd watched my video at Universal Studios Japan and to commemorate this monumentous occasion of riding with a YouTuber, he proceeded to take his T-shirt off at nine o'clock at night and swing it around his head and it kept slapping me in the face. And I think you can even see oh, it wow. on the, uh, the ride photo that he took. And um, wow. it's like, yeah. So not only was the ride itself trimming hard, um, it was was something I remember, but not for good reasons. Whereas on the other side of the coin, I rode Behemoth at Canada's Wonderland, and it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. It was like jumping out of a plane.
1: I love that ride.
2: It's such a good ride. And I mean, I know a lot of people say that one trims hard on the hills, but if anything, it's kind of like Mako. It just does it to sustain the airtime you know maybe not necessarily on that hill for example on Mako the hill that trims the following hill I feel like the airtime yeah. is just right yeah like I've had so it it's interesting because I've had like
0: a really good ride on Behemoth and then I've had a really shitty ride in in the same day um on that ride so I don't know mm, they, they vary so much and my problem with Behemoth was the train length? I don't like those trains because I think they—they they seem to like give a different type of airtime. Um, you know, it's more like quick bursts of airtime instead of the sustained floater. But I mean, absolutely.
2: I mean, there's a there's a term being coined now, a uh, flowjector, and I think some of these b Hypers are notorious for providing yeah. that, you know, kind of ripping you out of your seat and holding you there. Uh, most notably, actually, it comes from the Giggers, and that's uh, Fury 325.
1: Yeah, is another one yeah, that very varies impressed. a lot,
0: too, apparently. Um, so.
2: I mean, it, it does happen to be my favorite Gigger. You know, when I rode uh, Steel Dragon 2000 back in May, I thought that was a great ride, but I just had a feeling that Fury was going to be better. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, some coasters are better at making uh, you feel certain sensations than others. For example, I think that B&M make uh, great giggers and okay hypers, whereas Intamin make great hypers and great giggers respectively, but I just feel like they fall short because that's where B&M truly shine.
1: Yeah.
2: Take that with a pinch of salt. I'm probably wrong.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm probably wrong too, but I'm definitely a Millennium Force man. (laughs) That's
2: a good ride, yeah. But, um, I mean, a lot of people, they will turn around and say, your favorite coaster sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Said the name of the channel. Yep. Like, comment, subscribe.
1: And you're at the Um, right place to say it, so, you know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's all subjective. But, um, like I say, whilst we're on the subject of coasters that some people love, and some people hate. I see we're moving on to the part of the podcast where we talk about a killer coaster. That's right. It so, is time. Do uh, you guys want to take it away? Yeah,
1: it is time for the killer coaster
0: of the week. Oh, sorry, sorry. I did not mean to. Be and surprised. this week's
1: killer. <laughs> and this week's killer coaster <laughs> is Canyon Blaster at the Adventure Dome. Uh, have you been oh, yeah. on this one, Luke?
2: Uh, I haven't, unfortunately, but I did quickly look at a POV just to make sure it was the one that uh, I'd been meaning to go on all these years. Now, am I right in saying that's in Las Vegas?
1: Yes, that's correct. That's a Funny story. Circus.
2: Last year, I went to, uh, tell like a in 2018, I went to Vegas twice. First time, I fell asleep driving through it on the way to Burning Man. And the second time, I was there for 45 minutes for a layover on my way to San Francisco. So unfortunately, I've gone right past it, and uh, even worse than that, missing out on Canyon Blaster on the way back from Burning Man. We drove past Lagoon, and the one day we Mm -hmm. drove past, it was
0: closed. That's a great park. So I've seen Cannonball, but I haven't rode it. It's one of my like five favorite parks. It's great.
2: I feel like it's kind of got that status to it. It's kind of like, when you've been there, you've been there. You know, it's it's a park that everyone wants to go to, but isn't necessarily able yeah. and, to and, make
0: and the, um, the leg together. Silverwood Idaho is a lot like but, that too. Um, I mean, they're like, yeah, oh yeah, Silverwood is great. Oh wow, and the, the potatoes. that I liked about the two parks is that um, they're managed really well. They're very clean. Everything is really upkept and they have really great operations, um so lagoon has like better operations than like any cedar fair six flags universal park i mean they're like they run they run uh capacity like disney parks that's awesome so um it's just cool to like
2: wow just imagine six flags rides with disney operations yeah it's just it's just really cool
0: to see because (laughs) you know you're like okay this park's in the middle of nowhere you don't know what to expect and you get there and I don't know, Wild Mouse is running like eight cars and they're not even stopping. And, you know, and there's no fast passes there. There's no upcharges. It's like it's just a nice park. Wow.
2: Well, we have a similar park um, to similar to Silverwood, Um, by the sounds of it, it being in Idaho, obviously known as the uh, Potato State, there's actually a park also in the middle of nowhere located in Ireland that is themed to potatoes, and it's called Tato Park. Just thought I'd leave with that because I thought it was an interesting tidbit, but uh, coming back to the coasters of Las Vegas, I do wish I got to check out uh, Canyon Blaster. Well,
1: I mean you know vegas is uh credit wise desperados is really good canyon blasters is really good el is pretty fun
2: but it's yeah, i think there's certainly a lot to choose i mean what about the the big apple is that i mean i know that's a bit of a laughing I mean, stock in the community with how rough it yeah. is but is it worth the credit
1: it's, it's worth the credit but it's 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 not as bad like, as its reputation just don't yeah like, like don't believe.
0: skip it yeah obviously oh, like okay. you definitely need to ride it and it's it's cool because it's a togo. It's got a really cool uh, half loop hmm. or half court, you know, half inline twist, half loop thing. It, I don't know. It's and it's not that rough. Oh, no.
1: But go in, go in with low expectations and be slightly pleasantly surprised.
2: Wow. Well, finally, you mentioned uh, togo. Um, when we get to it later on, I'm going to tell you a story about a togo coaster. Um, actually located in Japan, so stay tuned for that. That's coming up uh, on the topic of most overrated coasters.
1: Awesome. But, uh, well,
2: yeah, Togo's—they're they're notorious for being either really good or really bad. So,
1: <laughs> well, real quick, we got to do the Disney minute. You ready, Ben? You ready, uh, Luke? You'll take the last one. Oh yeah. I'll get first one. Ben, you got the second one. Ben.
2: Yeah. I think he's still trying to get yeah. out of the parking lot at Magic Kingdom <laughs> for New Year's.
1: Hey Ben. Sure. Good you ready for Disney the Disney minute? minute? I'm gonna do the first.
2: To all who come to
0: this happy place. Welcome. Disneyland is your land. we going to go get our tickets and head to Disneyland. We're back at the happiest place on earth. Disneyland. Welcome, everyone. I'm here today at Disneyland. Today we are going to talk about things we wish we'd known before we went to Disney World. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. A new mouse was, gear location uh, opened at Epcot. At Disneyland.
2: A new Cirque show has opened at Disney Springs. You know that place you go oh my to? Go go to, to time. All right. That's right. Disney.
1: We came in. All right. So, uh, we're going to forego our typical listener questions seg- segment, but go ahead and send all your questions on over to your favorite coaster sucks at or hit us up on Twitter, Insta, Facebook, or call, leave a voicemail or text 312 572 9552. So, Luke. We took some yep, questions me. from our listeners. And here's what we got, right? Airtime Mike asks, who's your favorite black coaster idiot?
2: <laughs> well, that's easy. It's got to be Logan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so I actually had the pleasure of meeting up with uh, Airtime Mike, and lo and behold, he is my favorite coaster idiot uh, of uh, the black variety. But uh, that's only because that's he's the only... Uh, black coaster idiot but he's an awesome guy as well so shout out to you mike thanks for uh, your support and starring over on my channel
1: absolutely shouts to our uh, friend of the show airtime mike uh maybe he's listening if so definitely big shouts (laughs) if not shouts regardless (laughs) um he also wanted to know how do you keep your white youtube shirt so clean
2: So for those of you that don't know, I actually purchased a bright white YouTube T-shirt and I wore it for pretty much the duration of my stay here in the States for the last three months. And basically, it's just a matter of keeping on top of laundry. Uh, I would tell people all the time that I had a spare one and that it was actually in rotation when, in fact, it was the very same shirt. Um, But I must admit, you know, a couple of bars of soap... An iron, some hot water every night at each hotel I'd stay at would do the trick. And uh, I have that T-shirt to thank for getting me to over a 1,000 subscribers this summer. So uh, thanks to everyone who joined in.
1: Well, shit. I guess that's the trick. Wash it I'm actually, every chance actually you get. Sort of
0: like you rode a lot of rides oh, and yeah. stuff like that with the shirt on, I'm guessing. That's actually because, like, you know, if you think about it, I mean, I think yep. about this all the time and I almost <laughs> die of anxiety. But every time you ride a roller coaster and you pull the restraint down, that shit doesn't get washed. And it's like, you know, hundreds or thousands of people, sweaty, gross, like oh, yeah. just nasty fucking people leaving their sweat on the.
2: Well one time when I noticed that recently was uh, on Shikra at Bush Gardens. I hear it's currently down at the moment uh, for a lot of people that are going, but um when I went a few weeks ago, I got on Shikra for a few rain rides, and not only did the rain hurt because of you know just the intensity of the ride, but yeah. it stank like the the restraints genuinely yeah, it's smelt like foam musty padding the, because of the the, w- water the, the moisture can
0: penetrate the the shell of it and it just sits there. Too. yeah so sometimes it's better to have a hard
2: you know classic BM Ooh. restraint on an invert oh my God, than, I uh, had an than, than some of these soft kind Manta of cushiony things i've got it was 103
0: degrees um every it rained so everyone was like sweating balls and like the seats were just wet and you knew it was from sweat and you like sit down and Oof. this thing closes over like 40 percent of your body and it's like fucking gross <laughs> so good. So, yeah that's great you're able to keep a white shirt though <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> i
2: mean i guess another trick i could oh, uh yeah. advise is maybe consider making the t-shirt eggshell when you design it um again i i don't know what kind of stance people will take on it because technically it's a you could say it's a copyrighted yeah. logo but at the same time I'm just advertising their website. Anyone who clicks on that link or decides to follow me will be generating revenue for their website considering I'm not even monetized yet. So uh, fingers crossed I will be coming up soon. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to continue representing my brand and uh, sharing my love of coasters with the world.
1: Absolutely, man. All right. Hey, Ben, do you want to like ask a couple questions? Uh, yeah, a sure. And, and heads straight up, on I
0: probably got to bail and like a little bit um it's already seven something all right so all right, uh, then we'll just all right like so the, these the main question or one of the main ones is uh <laughs> what's the worst roller coaster you've been on
2: Hands down, wildebeest at Canada's Wonderland. I came off that thing black and blue, and I was mad at the people in front that had their hands up because Damn, I could uh, not get my hands off the restraints. It was that okay. painful. Shit. Uh, I think I was at the back,
0: backseat. Ops. I, I remember it was bad. I guess I don't think <laughs> it was that bad. Like, so that's the, that's the worst, like, the worst, worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
2: Oh, it's bad. Like, it's dying of fire bad. <laughs> I see the next question here is uh, which park has the best bathrooms? I like how I'm hijacking my own interview here, but uh, for the record, I must admit, I was pleasantly surprised by Funspot Kissimmee the other day. Like, I went in there and it was clean, everything was stocked, and it was just a pleasurable experience. Well, nice. about as pleasurable as it gets when you go to drop a clanger, as we say in English. <laughs> Nobody says I mean, it, but gotta I do. So there you got to keep
0: bathroom 20 daily guests, so.
2: Well, as long as it's clean when you go in there, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, make sure you wipe the seat, my friends, and uh, wash your hands. Well, if- the, the restraints stink enough as it is. <laughs> if
1: they're selling cheap beer, the bathroom should be clean that's
2: yeah I'm mean, it goes hand in hand you know i mean like the fact that people are going to be using those bathrooms they do have to keep on top of it but they blew me away like my favorite ride at funspot kosumi is the toilets. <laughs> it's the only ride that doesn't give me a headache
1: <laughs> all right well big ups to funspot
2: oh yeah i've been plugging them all night <laughs> hashtag funspot
1: invite this man to your media day <laughs>
2: I see that's our next question there. The worst media day experience I've had. Uh, Let me tell you a quick little story. I'll give you the cliff notes. Uh, When I went to Alton Towers for opening day of 2019, I filmed a video there and you can actually find it on the channel, but it's now named something like Bumblebee Rides Roller Coaster. Because a, a bee got stuck on my arm and rode the smiler with me. Uh, anyway, I was scheduled to meet up with Coasterbot and collaborate on a little project, but unfortunately, uh, he made the decision of going in the line for Wickerman, so I didn't see him for the Wait, rest Wicker of the day. Wait, Wickerman's the, that
0: Wicker man's the oh, GCI shit. at Alton Towers?
2: Yep, and that's my story. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's called Wicker Man.
2: And I have to admit, uh, I told someone recently that it was the worst GCI ever. And he's like, oh, I film media projects for GCI. And yeah, I still didn't take it back. It genuinely is disappointing. You know, it's like, imagine, let's think of an example. The first half of Gold Striker at California's Great America, right? That, that kind of drop. Oh shit. Okay. Um, but then the rest of the ride is like Invader at Bush Gardens Williamsburg. That's, basically what it is you know and the first drop isn't even twisted like gold striker it's just straight down you know you come for a little turn around and then you go straight down but maybe you guys would enjoy it more having to travel to get to it you know there's that sense of uh fantasy of getting an exotic credit but yeah definitely check out the smiler it's the flagship attraction at that park
1: for sure that ride does look good
0: it's awesome it is legit Um, shit. Okay. Sorry. I have to abruptly, um, head out. Sorry. No uh, worries, dude. So I'll just say, you know, thanks for joining us and...
1: Wait, hold on. You're recording this, so you have to stop and then I'll start a new one and I'll send you a quick link, Luke. Okay. Awesome,
2: guys. Sounds like a... We're going to take a brief moment here to take a break, but thanks for listening. And uh, when we return, it will be me and Zach. So uh, thanks to Ben
0: for right. having yeah, thank me. You, and, Luke. Sorry, uh, I gotta bell. Yeah. It's I can't, I'm losing track of time. I just, I got to fly out. So, and there's a snowstorm and shit. So.
1: All right, man, All right. go. Oh, it's yeah. nice to meet
0: you, Ben. Go to ben.
1: Your, make your flight. All right. Safe travels to Ben. So Luke, before we get back to these questions, you uh, had just told me a story <laughs> that I think is worth repeating. <laughs> Unless you don't want to tell it on on uh, on record, that's fine.
2: No, by all means. So uh, for those of you wondering, uh, not only Ben has disappeared, um, he's probably gone somewhere around the world. But speaking of traveling around the world, when I was in Japan back in May of last year, I went to Fuji-Q Highland, amongst other places, and it turns out one of the rides there, the sort of haunted house maze, is notoriously famous for being one of the better attractions, you know, of its kind. And I met up with a group of Japanese people who saw me recording, wanted to be a part of the video, and they decided to invite me onto this attraction. So anyway, I said, I'll do it, but I'm a little bit scared. And one of them decided to shout at me no retire no retire so i thought okay i'm too young too young to retire anyway but sure i think i get what you're saying so anyway we we're walking in uh, to go and do this ride and then they all just booked it they all just ran ahead of me so I didn't get to go on it but yeah i guess i
1: retire <laughs> Ooh. well i mean that's that's some bullshit <laughs>
2: but that's uh, just one of the many uh interactions i've had with people around the world so let me know uh, where you have seen me or where you'd like to see me around the world if you've got any recommendations as you know i've gone from california to japan and almost everywhere in between
1: have you been to hawaii
2: shit i haven't been there okay <laughs> that's why i I'm said gonna, almost everywhere
1: <laughs> i'm gonna tell you something don't go there unless you plan on wanting to go back forever
2: interesting now you mentioned hawaii i haven't been there but close to uh, close to home uh actually do over let me skip that cut that bit out uh you mentioned hawaii now there is a reason why i would go there and that would be to somehow snowboard the volcano that's on the island as i did that in japan whilst i was in town I, uh, holy an, shit did i tell you about that i uh, i watched an american snowboard down mount fuji and having no experience with snowboarding uh i flew to tokyo and bought a snowboard somehow and I said to the guy, "Oh, I'm going to snowboard." And he went, "Where are you going?" And I said, "Fuji San." And he looked at me, pale as a ghost, and he did a uh, gestured across, cross, you know, over his over his body. And uh, yeah, so I did that. That's on the channel as well. If you want to check that out, so uh, you never know, there may be a vlog coming from Hawaii.
1: <laughs> Dude, yes, okay, I want to see that.
2: So uh, yeah, check out snowboarding Mount Fuji. youtubecom lukey 94 <laughs>
1: Yes, get those plugs in. Oh yeah. So uh what's the longest you've ever waited in line? And what ride was it for? Uh
2: and so was it worth it? <laughs> Believe me when I say this, the longest I've ever waited for a ride was two months. Now, hear me
1: out. <laughs> Wait, you're probably thinking Okay.
2: Yeah, you're probably confused, right? But it's gonna make sense in a second. Now earlier on in the Vlog. I'd earlier on in the podcast I mentioned that I went to Burning Man. Now the first time I ever went to Six Flags Great Adventure uh, was back in July of 2018, and I was too scared to do King Dakar because it was like twice the height and then 50 feet of anything in England. You know, like the tallest coaster we've got is the Big One. So anyway. I decided to go off to Burning Man and do all of these other things around the United States for two months, all the while knowing that I'm eventually going to have to come back and ride King of the Car. You know, you can't be an enthusiast and not ride it. So anyway, i come back two months later. At this point, it's now the end of August going into September, and my journey's almost up, at least for a few months. So I get to the park, go in there, and it's about sunset. It's about 5, 6 p.m., so it's getting dark. Um, but I thought this would be awesome. It's still daylight, I can see where we're going. So, anyway, two hours pass, and in that time, two trains take off. Um, and by take off, I don't mean come off the track, I mean literally yeet themselves down the track at 128 miles an hour. Um, so, we get on the ride, and <laughs> it was awesome. But at this point, it's the dead of night. Like, I swear it was, it felt like midnight, even though it was only about 8 pm. So, went on the ride it was fantastic it was absolutely bone chilling but that was because of the anticipation you know it wasn't two hours in a line and the sun setting it was two months of psychological preparation you know so i think that got me through that fear of what that ride was going to be like kept me sane you know whether i was in the middle of the nevada desert dancing around naked with thousands of people or whether i was at a national park it was amazing. I could appreciate it all, but I knew, I knew when all was said and done, I would have to conquer that ride. And that was the scariest thing of all.
1: Damn.
2: How was that for a story? Jesus.
1: There's (laughs) the crux of your documentary.
2: There you go, look. (laughs) So,
1: um, so in all your travels, what's the best kitty coaster you've been on?
2: So um, I would probably say the best kiddie coaster was the best for the worst reason. So when I recently toured the U.S. or the Midwest of America with El Toro Ryan and the Coaster Idiots, uh, you can check that out on his channel. There's a playlist for that. Uh, Basically, we went all across Texas and uh, over to Branson, Missouri for a few parks. And one of the parks we stopped off at was Six Flags over Texas. And we happened to go on the very same day that Mr. Beast was there. Now unfortunately, we didn't get one of the kiddie credits because he had bought out like as in he had literally bought a roller coaster, the mini mine train, so no one could ride it. So the coaster and idiot so I decided to go to Wiley Coyote's canyon blaster that's the one. and uh, basically, we decided to go on the ride, and the ride operator not only stapled us in but told us that he was going to the toilet and left us all trapped on the train. And it was crazy. There's video proof of that as well. If you head over to El Toro Ryan's channel, uh, check out his video from Six Flags Over Texas.
1: (laughs) Wow, man.
2: Yeah, it's legit. And as soon as you start the video, you'll see I'm I'm at the front and they're at the back. So business in the front, party in the back.
1: (laughs) Wow, man. Well, How's
2: that for a story? <laughs> that's a
1: Six Flags day if I've ever heard of one. Oh yeah. <laughs> Have you ever uh, asked the ride operator out?
2: So you've heard my story there from Six Flags. This next story comes from a Cedar Fair park, and that park happens to be Kings Island. Uh, I was on, well, I was on my way to the Beast. It was it just closed for the night, but the uh, the girl that was sort of shutting the the entryway off she I think she was sweet on me because she liked my accent and she turned around to everyone in the queue and said oh come on let him in he's come all this way yeah let's get him on the ride so I said thank you very much I really appreciate that you didn't have to do it uh, 20 minutes later the ride's been down because they're doing some kind of maintenance and they're still trying to get everyone on and off the ride so anyway I decided to get a drink from the vending machine and it won't accept my money So she comes over, same girl, and she gives me a drink out of the vending machine for free. So, shout out. I guess my trip was sponsored by Cedar Point or Cedar Fair, I should say. (laughs) But um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I did say to her if she wanted to exchange social medias, just so I could say thank you and, you know, make sure that she got home safe. Because I kind of felt at that point like it felt more than just a professional courtesy. I was genuinely like interested in this person. Um, anyway, we rode a, The Beast together. That was pretty cool, but um, it didn't really kind of go anywhere from there. So it was nice. I got a social media. We had a chat, but um, it's difficult, you know, traveling the world and making these kind of connections with people. It's hard to not be seen as kind of a bit of a Casanova. You know, everyone thinks it's great to ask people out and go on dates, but it's tough it's tough telling someone that you're not going to be around tomorrow because you're going to be on the other side of the planet.
1: (laughs) Well, I can understand that, uh, not been in that particular dilemma (laughs) there, Casanova, but. uh,
2: Oh, I I should add um, quickly one more thing. Uh, It was last ride of the night on beast. If that means anything.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, I'm going to go ahead and give you that this is the first yes we've ever got to that question on this show. So, huh. Hey, nice. <laughs> that's close enough to a yes. That oh, yeah. the whole situation. Yeah. That's a,
2: <laughs> I mean, I technically asked if, if uh, I, said to her, I said, Oh, would you like to exchange social medias just as a courtesy, you know, like when someone gives you a, A free drink. It's no different whether you're at a bar in line for an amusement park ride or in the middle of the Nevada desert. You know, it's the same equilibrium.
1: Sure. (laughs) When the girl that's charmed by your accent is handing you a free drink.
2: It's pretty legit. (laughs) Whether the park would agree or not is another story, but either way, thanks to her. So shout out to whatever your name was. I'm sorry I don't remember.
1: Well, can't relate, but hey, cheers.
2: Cheers and beers. Speaking of beers, what are we drinking tonight? Have we got a top up now?
1: Uh, I'm still working on my good old Paps. What do you got over there?
2: Awesome. Uh, so I actually switched down to good old Coca Cola. Or as I say on my videos, not Coca Cola because it's not a sponsor. But everyone <laughs> knows it's cola.
1: <laughs> Soda. Then Drink. There you go. Bubbly drink.
2: Yeah. Loka Lola. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, If you did date someone that worked at a theme park and it came with benefits that were associated with whatever department they were working in, like if they were in foods, you get free food, or if they were in rides, you cut the line, then like what department would you choose to date in?
2: Uh, I must admit, I actually got some inspiration from ryan's answer on uh the previous episode so check out if you haven't seen it already ryan's podcast here on your favorite coaster sucks and see what he has to say but basically uh, i think you interjected by saying that instead of going with someone down the engineering route maybe you could get the same results from someone on the marketing team and that is what i was thinking the whole time i was listening to that segment I would have to say the marketing department because that way you get ERTs, uh, the latest scoop on which parks you want to hit. And ultimately, if you're a content creator, it gives you the sleight of hand. You know, you can figure out what's going to be coming up, what people are going to be wanting to see. And ultimately, that's the way forward, I think. So my answer is marketing team.
1: And I'm pretty sure that if you... um. That you were still making like coaster related stuff you couldn't use those benefits to forward your your content though
2: i feel like there would be some kind of non-disclosure agreement that would have to be signed but at the same time that would fall down to uh the jurisdiction between the park and the employee if i was to be given some kind of inside scoop perhaps uh from an inside source uh, i think that would be pretty beneficial uh, for example, I well, have actually met some people that have uh, leaked various blueprints. For example, I knew about Icebreaker before it was a thing, or at least the layout. Um, obviously, for respective reasons, I won't say who that was, but it was literally a friend of a friend. So,
1: Well, that's that's another thing is like if you were in that position and you do have your channel, then like maybe your channel's the one that leaks something, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those kind of things. Like, even if it's a leak that is no longer relevant, for example, one of the coolest things I ever saw was um, an alternative layout or the initial concept for El Toro and how it was actually going to basically go the opposite direction out of the station, which was pretty cool. So uh, that was cool to see. I don't really remember much more of it other than the fact that it was basically kind of like you were going out the back and in the front But, um, yeah, it had potential, but I think a last minute change and the space that they had to work with was what decided that.
1: Yeah, that's, but that's a great ride. What they got is great.
2: Oh yeah. They nailed it with that one. Like the only other coaster, uh, that I prefer to that is, uh, coming up soon when we get to that question.
1: (laughs) All right. So, uh. Uh, you said you were bawling in the answer for this one, the most annoying experience you've had with a theme park employee. So that's that same story.
2: So that's the one uh, with the story about the wily e. Coyote ride at Six Flags over Texas. If any of you did skip ahead, tut tut, shame on you. Basically, yeah. At a Six Flags park with Mr. Beast got stuck on a kiddie ride with El Toro Ryan. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> TLDR. Um <laughs> So Basically in your all the theme park
2: worldwide videos, what right? <laughs> just, got a love theme park worldwide, but those videos are a bit long, just a creative tip.
1: <laughs> There's a couple channels. I don't want to shout them out that make extra long videos.
2: Yeah. I should probably ax that. I don't want to, uh, I'll take it out if you want me to.
1: No problem. <laughs> so in your experience, what park has the most overweight guests?
2: Um, I mean, I feel like it's something that kind of comes with the, the territory, you know, there's geographical correlations, um, a few spring to mind from my time down in Florida. Um, I think Six Flags Over Georgia had quite a high capacity of, um, slightly larger guests, but I don't know if that's just associated with being closer to the South, you know, all the good food and, you know, the, the affordable prices, but from what I can remember, I would probably say Six Flags Over Georgia. But uh, that's because I've gone to over 50 parks in the last 12 months, so my memory's a bit hazy.
1: (laughs) For sure. I feel like it's always, the answer is always a park that's Silver Dollar City or southeast of there.
2: See, I was going to actually say Silver Dollar City because the food is so heavenly. Um, I actually on to mention that in the video with Ryan, how we're all sitting there and there's a whole segment of us just savouring the food. And it's just as enjoyable as the actual rides. So, you know, the, the only thing is I wouldn't want to negatively portray that aspect of the park because the food is great, but I would rather be fat and happy than skinny at a park, you know, when the food is that good, so...
1: I had the tater twist that was good i don't know there you go look. <laughs> um so what is the most overrated roller coaster
2: see I was ready to come in all guns blazing and <laughs> I was about to say steal vengeance and hear me out the only reason I say that is because
1: hey, hear- yeah yeah there we go
2: <laughs> you hear r m c right and everyone talks about vengeance but Having done 13 of them now, I think I've got eight left. Um, It's not even top three for me. Like, my top three RMCs are Hakuge, Nagashima Sparland, Iron Rattler, and Outlaw Run. Because they are all fantastic at what they do. I mean, Hakuge has like a double up and no mid course, it just slaps. And uh, I will admit, I have had some good rides and some bad rides on Vengeance, so I'll give it its due. Maybe I just need to get to the very back row. But the actual answer I'm going to go with today is Bandit at Yo Murieland. And that's only because not only did I have the worst experience on that ride where they made me take my backpack on with my laptop and camera in and it ends up breaking my laptop. Um, but recently a YouTuber, uh, well, Coaster Studios mentioned how smooth the ride was <laughs> and all of these fanboys in the comments are saying it's so smooth it paved the way for arrow and you know like it's like i have video proof of how rough it is you know i recorded the day and i actually recorded from the second row and you can hear and see just how bad of a ride it is and that's why i was talking about togo earlier and how they're so hit or miss but um it's just, it's just annoying, you know, it's like there is no right or wrong answer in the coaster community, but I had such right. a stigmatized experience on that ride. You know, I did three parks that day. I did uh, Cosmo World in Yokohama for Vanish Roller Coaster, only to find out that that park was closed that day. Luckily, I'd got the credit the day before. Then I went to Yomiuri Land and left within five minutes. I just paid to ride Bandit. And then I went to Tokyo Game City which was pretty cool. And they've got Thunder Dolph in there, which is the park's Intermin uh, mega coaster.
1: Yeah, that shit looks dope.
2: It's pretty good. I mean, it's... it's How would I describe it? It's a little bit underwhelming. It's like how everyone says Goliath, the RMC at Great America, is a little bit too short. Everything else it does is great. But this ride is like... Um, it's a mix somewhere between Kawasemi at Tobu Zoo, uh, which is my number three coaster in the world, and i would say well actually my number three in japan i would say more exclusively um and then a mix of millennium force so it's kind of like both are great rides but when you mix them together it's like you've got speed but such a tiny drop and then it kind of just sort of does the same thing over and over again but uh
1: well, I mean, it could be you got it on a bad day. It could be he got it on a good day. You know, whatever. Yeah. There's yeah. so many variables. It's a fucking roller coaster. The thing you know? is,
2: um, one of the upcoming questions I see we've got here is, um, where was I? I saw a question. Oh, a tri- the tribute to the dead ride. Uh, when we get to that segment, I've actually got another coaster from Japan, which I loved, which Taylor didn't actually get to ride. So luckily I went in May when they went in, I think, June or July. And I got an exclusive Luke 94 credit that no longer exists. So I'll tell you I about that in I a know, little bit.
1: I think I know what you're going to say.
2: Oh, yeah. It's but... the one that I kept mispronouncing that everyone is convinced is a euphemism. When it turns out, I was wrong. <laughs> but, uh, stay tuned for that. But we'll we'll, get, get, to that we'll get there.
1: You know. <laughs> so, uh, Topper Track. Is this wood or Hybrid.
2: Uh, coming back again to Goliath from Six Flags Great America, I have to say it, it paves the way for uh, you know future hybrids out there. So although it starts on the foundations of kind of like a wood coaster, effectively it's like a conversion kit. It's like an expansion pack. So I'm going to say it's a hybrid, or at least gives the potential for hybrid-like maneuvers.
1: All right. That's, woo, yep. There we go.
2: is that answer of the day?
1: (laughs) That's, that's our stance.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's a professional outlook, but at the same time, you know, like Ryan said about it's the difference between metal wheels and polyurethane wheels. They can just as much make an impact as the actual track itself. So,
1: I mean, I just think if it's not, you know, the standard eight layers of wood, then it's just not wood. Yeah. Poster. I mean,
2: it's it's like anything. It's like they say, if a tree falls down in the woods, does it make a sound? Who knows? Why does it matter? <laughs> you know, sometimes rhetorical questions are just nice to think about.
1: Well, so, this is just nerd bickering that just is uh, fun to do, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, like, as I say again, Ryan mentioned the difference between what it felt like on outlaw run versus lightning rod. And again, it's like two different experiences with effectively the same kind of technology so i think it's awesome you know it's uh, it's no similar to the art but it's no different to the argument of racing coasters whether they're one or two credits it's all relative you know subject to opinion
1: yeah i mean whatever we're all nerds it's just fun to <laughs> poke to press buttons sometimes or whatever oh yeah speaking of which Oh Ryan, is it a giga or not? Uh,
2: so Oreo the ride is, I would say, it's kind of like Fury without the the best parts. Like it looks like it's going to be a good ride, whether it's a giga or not. I actually think, I think it should be considered the best of both worlds. It's got the drop, but you haven't got the extra five seconds of climb time. So I think that's great. The fact that people have chosen to, um, you know, be a little bit offended by it is understandable, considering that what Giga suggests. But then take a look at Steel Dragon Two Thousand, for example, the coaster that was formerly the tallest uh, lift in the world. You know, did it overthrow Millennium Force? Again, that's subject to if you've ridden them both and what your stance is. Like a longer lift hill doesn't necessarily guarantee a better experience but uh having rode both i must admit they're both good for their own reasons
1: <laughs> yeah well i mean it's who gives a shit really but it is fun I, to say it's not and to give it shit
2: i really enjoyed the uh the meme that you guys posted on social media about uh Kawasemi being a mega light and uh orion <laughs> being a giga light I, I like that <laughs> I mean, yeah, gigalite is a perfect term for it, you know?
1: <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Uh, if B&M's just going to call them all speed coasters anyway, then yeah, fuck it, let exactly. the nerds figure it out. Gigalite it <laughs> is. Um, <laughs> you have any buffet horror stories?
2: Um, do you know, I can't think I've had any in... I don't think I've had any in the parks. I think I've gone out to you know, have food after a long day of being at a park and, you know, service has been horrible, but coming to think of it from any experience, I can't say I've had a bad one at a park.
1: Okay. I mean, have you been to, um, like any coaster events?
2: Um, is this for the same question or is this for a different one? Cause I've just realized I do have an this answer is- for the buffet horror story.
1: Oh, no, go ahead. If you have just thought of one, yeah, go ahead.
2: So uh, here we are in Time Traveller at Branson, Missouri. I've just gone back in time to when I was just asked that question. Uh, I do have a (laughs) buffet horror story. When I spent a week at Six Flags Magic Mountain turning 25, check out the video, how to turn 25. Um, And basically I found out that my favorite food there was from a restaurant called Chop Six, which is Six Flags kind of like Chinese restaurant. And I had this awesome orange chicken on day one of the trip. And then for the next six days, it, it didn't exist. Like it had just disappeared. And then on the last day, as I left Los Angeles and headed back to the UK, it, got, it came back in stock. So not necessarily a buffet horror story, but a food story nonetheless.
1: Oh, I had a rough experience with that Chop 6 when I was at Magic Mountain a couple of weeks ago.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, like there was this long ass line and there was like eight people working in the kitchen visibly. Wow. And it wasn't moving at all because they didn't have any rice cooking.
2: That's crazy. I mean, that's something you'd always have on as a staple for what rice costs.
1: Well, it's on every dish. Yeah. Like you look at their menu, it's, it's included with every dish. Why would you not have it ready? But
2: yeah. Wow. But there you go. So like with uh, a lot of the attractions at uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain and any Six Flags, to be honest, is hit or miss. You can have a great day, but you can also have an awful one. So take it with a pinch of salt. And uh, yeah, do let us know. Reach out to uh, either your coasters, favorite coaster sucks or myself and let us know your thoughts.
1: Absolutely. We're open to hot takes. If you're open to hot takes, you know, let them know you're open to hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Here's, here's one that's n- never been answered the other way. Cotton candy or ice cream?
2: Cotton candy flavored ice cream. <laughs> there you go. That's my answer. <laughs> Plot twist.
1: There you go. I suggested that to somebody once and they said, uh, that's disgusting. It's but that like, is still.
2: Um, it's like a sorbet kind of texture. I actually had that for the first time in New Jersey. but um, It was good definitely
1: check it out i'm gonna say that's still technically ice cream so
2: yeah i'd say ice cream stands is ice the winner. Cream. i did have a uh, a weird experience with cotton candy back in scotland a few months ago where for some reason it was it was inducing nightmares maybe it was laced with something who knows <laughs>
1: <laughs> well ben's always said that's a weird question but i think it's like shit we're talking about roller coasters which are in amusement parks and so we've all had this shit, you know, fuck it. Why not ask a dumb question? You know,
2: <laughs> absolutely.
1: Like this next one, which mouse do you prefer dead or Mickey? Uh,
2: well, let me start with saying one of them's a corporate sellout. I'll let you figure out which one's which and uh, I'll leave it at that. So you don't know which one I'm talking about. Um, I don't really know too much about dead mouse other than the fact that he spells his name with a number uh, dead Mouse five. Uh, personally, I prefer Maroon 5, but, uh, with that being said, I'm going to go with Mickey.
1: All right. That's fair. <laughs> I just thought that was a kind of fun question.
2: Absolutely. How was that for an answer? That was a bit of a roller coaster of an answer, wasn't it? Highs and lows. and
1: <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I like it. <coughs> you seem very polished.
2: Well, see, uh, speaking of highs and lows, we've got on the next question for the tribute to the dead ride. We've got a lot of, uh, Dips, uh, what is it? Flips, Dips, and Freudian Slips. Uh, basically, the next ride that I'm going to talk about, and the next question, the tribute, is... Uh, let me start that again, I'm rambling. Moving on to the next question, though, after that, is a good question. Is a tribute to a dead ride. Now, my choice for a dead ride... Actually, do you know what, too? I'm going to restart that. I'm going to let you ask me that question. I'm rambling. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think how I could set it up. I had a, I had a really good, uh, on the Tobu Zoo vlog, I had a really good like paragraph, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. So I'll let, I'll let you ask that question.
1: <laughs> For sure. Well, I mean, shit, you do seem very polished.
2: <laughs> it was dives, dips, and Freudian slips. That was it, because I kept calling the ride Regina. But it's Regina that was the line I was trying to get out and I fucked it up
1: <laughs> damn it and Ben's not here to hear you say it well he's it on the recording all right so I'll, I'll intro you and you got the you got your um I've got it? my line I'm already yeah your line there we go all right um all right so uh for our last segment here we like to give tribute to a dead ride and of course being our guest um be our guest be our guest all right I'll never do that again Um, Luke, it is your pick. What ride are we going to pay tribute to?
2: Okay, so the ride I've decided to go with is a ride that was full of dives, dips, and Freudian slips. And the reason I say Freudian slips is because I was convinced it was called Regina. When, in fact, it's called Regina, located at Tobu Zoo in Japan.
1: And that's what I fucking thought, and Ben's not here to hear you say it.
2: <laughs> I hear that's one of but my on. uh, rarest credits. Now, I actually rode that back in May. Luckily, I went a few months prior to Coaster Studios' big trip, and I was originally going to go with them. But the opportunity came up, I visited the park, and it turns out it was one of Intamin's rarer wooden coasters. And boy, was it fantastic. Like, Let me just start by saying that... All opinions are subjective, but no one here from this day forth will be able to uh, correct me. Basically, the ride was awesome in the front. Uh, it was okay in the back. It was a little bit kind of juddery. You know, there was a little bit of wobble, similar to that of what people say about steel curtain at Kennywood. But the ride itself is no longer in operation, and I had no idea that those POVs i would recorded of the ride were going to end up effectively becoming valuable. Well, until I started screaming and gesturing in front of the lens but there you go in classic Lukey 94 fashion we like to give the devil horns so rock on my friends and uh that's a ride that you'll never get to ride
1: so of course being a ride that is not only dead but is in Japan so hardly any enthusiasts in America got to ride it um It was, of course, the best ride ever, so suck it and fuck off.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, that that park is a front row place to be. You know, you've got Kawasemi, which was my 200th coaster. I'm now on 362, and that was about six months ago. Um, But, yeah, basically, awesome ride. Really, really glad I got to experience it, and it's even more special now that I know uh, of its – dead nature (laughs) the ride's dead
1: (laughs) yeah well i mean half install rides eventually but cheers cheers to regina
2: there you go cheers to regina
1: all right well uh if you're still here at this point you're a real trooper thanks for listening thanks (laughs) i know
2: (laughs) i know that was i was saying thanks to them as well i didn't want you (laughs) to I wasn't saying thanks to you. <laughs> and I,
1: I didn't mean that because of you.
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean wow. that
1: because we've, we've received comments several times that our podcasts are long. Oh, yeah. We have a good time talking with our guests.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Why I mean I've got so much to talk about from my experiences. So if there are loads, you want to cut out by all means. And uh, let me know guys, uh, what you enjoyed about this podcast, reach out to me on social media. You can find me on Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. But uh, yeah, just type in Luke 94 and chances are I'll be there.
1: Definitely go give him a follow, check out all his videos, find him on all the social media. Do the same for us. Uh, First of all, comment, subscribe, rate us, whatever app you use to listen to this show. Give us five stars and then say whatever in the comments, especially on Apple Podcasts. Just say your favorite coaster sucks or say, no, it doesn't. Whatever. We don't care. Tell us your favorite coaster. Whatever. Just leave a comment, please. It would really help us a lot. Also, follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, or email us over at yourfavoritecoastersocks at gmail.com. Until next week, your favorite coaster uh-huh.